0: What's up, Fresh Hop fam? You guys in the mood to get out of this heat, this humidity, maybe get indoors, have some delicious food and some nice cold beer, head on down to the handlebar. They're friends of ours. They should be friends of yours. They're located at 2070 East 20th Street right here in Chico, California, and they've got an amazing happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. You're going to get money off craft beer, half-off bottles of wine, and some other great deals. They're family-friendly. They have a patio if you're brave, but if you're like me, you're going to go enjoy some air-conditioning. And drink a couple cold beers. Again, that's the handlebar, 2070 East 20th Street. Check them out.
1: Why don't we begin?
2: This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello and welcome to Fresh Hop Hops. This is a podcast where each and every week we cover two craft beers and one movie. We're based out of Chico, California, and I'm Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers. Hello, everybody. What a treat. It is weird not hearing you in my ears as I much know. over the phone. I hear your full vocal timbre. There's no delay. Should we say anything more than that or should we just go for it? We'll
0: get into it later.
2: <laughs> Great. Um, well, then Johnny Summers, take it away. What are we doing? Yeah, this week on the show we have
0: our review of Luca. It is the newest Disney Pixar film, which tells the coming-of-age story
2: about a sea monster of a boy who wants to explore life on land. Yeah, we're drinking two beers per usual. They're both sours this week. One is from Cascade Brewing out of Portland, and one is from Company Values out of Palmetto, Florida. If you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, all you get to hear is our discussion of the first beer and the spoiler-free portion of our discussion of Luca. But if you do want to hear the full episode, you can find it, plus more than 200 other film and beer episodes dating all the way back to 2016 at any of these places. On Spotify, SoundCloud,
0: Apple Podcast, etc. New episodes drop every Friday, 7 a.m. on The Dot. If you like the show, feel free to leave us a five-star rating and or review. It really helps us out, and it'll help your friends find us.
2: Yep. If you're a social media loving kind of person, you can find us on Instagram for photos, letterboxed for movie reviews, and untapped for beer reviews. We are at Fresh Hop Cinema at all those places. Or just go to our website, www.freshhopcinema.com. Dot com Or send us an email at fhccast at gmail.com. And if all that's not enough and you want to help us out even more, you can support our show with your hard-earned money by going to patreon.com slash cinema You can give us a dollar per episode, three dollars per episode, five, ten. There's not really a limit. Uh, and we give you cool stuff in return. We do bonus content and invites to exclusive events. Sometimes we drop beers on your porch. What else? Oh, parties.
0: Parties, All sure. the parties. Sometimes we go to the movies.
2: Bar hangs Bar out hangs. in public. yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll buy you breadsticks. Sure, why not? (laughs) It's possible. Uh, So yeah, if you want to support our show and get cool stuff in return, patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. With that, Johnny Summers, I believe we are on to beer number one, are we not?
0: We are, and I am so ready. You have longer arms than me. Can you reach that? Absolutely. I will give a little intro. Uh, We are drinking blue verbena. It is a sour golden ale from Cascade Brewing out of Portland, Oregon. They were founded in 1988. They are one year older than me. Oh, nice. This is, like I said, 6.2%. But enough of me talking. We've got a really cool little voice memo that they sent us. So,
2: Yes, here's Kevin Martin from the brewery. We'll be back to talk about the brewery after that.
1: Hi, this is Kevin Martin, director of brewery operations with Cascade Brewing, talking a little bit about our Blue Verbena project. Uh, We released this beer earlier in the year and it is a 12 ounce can of sour golden ale that we aged for 10 months in oak fooders and oak barrels Uh, and then we infused it into a tank with uh, fresh local blueberries from the Willamette Valley in Oregon and then we did a second infusion with lemon verbena that we sourced from a local farm. Uh, The inspiration for this beer came from recipes we had seen for various jams and compotes that combined blueberries with lemon verbena. And we knew we wanted to to combine the blueberry flavor with a citrus component, particularly lemon, um, but wanted to do it a little differently. So we decided to go with the lemon verbena, which would bring both a lemony quality, but also more of an herbal or tea like quality that we thought played really nicely with the blueberries. So, once we got those infusions to the level that we liked, um, we blended it with a little bit more golden ale uh, to the right concentration and canned it. So, it came in around 6.2%, and it's a nice, uh, light, sour beer. It's not as acidic as some of the beers we release at Cascade Brewing. We want it to be a nice uh, spring-summer sipper and something that you could enjoy multiples of. Uh, So it's in our whole new line of 12-ounce canned beers that follow that same model. Slightly less aging, less acidic, lower ABVs, um, and typically a combination of fruit and herb or spice. Uh, So I hope you enjoy the Blue Verbena, and uh, we'll keep them coming. Thanks a lot.
2: Thanks again, Kevin. Appreciate the insight. Uh, It's always fun to reach out to a brewery and like hear, not just hear back, but like hear back with a really thoughtful inception of where the beer came from and like inspiration, all that kind of stuff. Um, As sour gold nails go, like he said, this is 6.2%. I was just talking to you, sir, before we started. I think the last sour gold nail we did was back in like 2019 with uh, Sour Monkey from Victory, which Mm is a 10% gold nail.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, And this isn't just a normal gold nail. It's got blueberries and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, what do you, well, a, maybe what do you know about cascade brewing in general? And then what are you expecting from this beer? Well, I know
0: they've been around for a long time and I've been up there multiple times. I'm up in Portland fairly frequently. So I've actually been to their home tap room in Portland, I think three or four times. Uh, it's a great little place. It's way smaller than you expect, mm-hmm. like a lot of breweries, uh, cause I had them built up like really grandiose in my head and it's, it's a nice quaint little brewery, but like Tap room, I should say. Um, But they had probably 20 sours on tap, and we had food. And uh, I'm pretty familiar with them uh, from bottles. I've seen their bottles around. They had distribution in this area for a long time. They were notoriously expensive, uh, and I really d- dig what they've been doing as far as, like, smaller packaging. I'm starting to see their bottles in, like, I think 375-milliliter format. Yeah, and they were 750s before. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then, obviously, they're doing 12-ounce cans, which is super cool, way more accessible, and way easier on the wallet. So I can tell yeah. that they're innovating to try and get their, their beer into more people's hands, and that's, that's pretty smart. Because also, like, a 750 of, like, a super aggressive sour... Right? Maybe not the best move. So I'm really excited to try this beer. It sounds like it should be really well-balanced and kind of drinkable and, and light. And maybe, like he was saying, like a really good summertime beer. Uh, it looks really pretty. You've had it. What do you think?
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely not, like Kevin like said, it's not that super aggressive, um, punching you in the lymph nodes kind of thing. There's definitely a lot of tartness. Like there's no confusing that it is still mm-hmm. very much a sour beer from a brewery that's been making sour beers for a long time. Yeah, It's got those qualities you want in a sour, but none of, not none of, but much less of like the the really biting sort of tartness. Yeah, this um, is super not overbearing. No, it's nice. I think, yeah, like the, the citrus bite from the lemon is really well balanced out by that blueberry stuff. I mean, even we should talk about how it looks because it doesn't look like, if I had to guess, I wouldn't have been like, yes, yeah, our gold nail. I'd be like, maybe a fruit cocktail juice. Yeah,
0: it's definitely not, not to take anything away from the beer, but it looks watered down. Yeah, it does. It's, it's like it, not yeah. like a super bright color. Like we've done some in the past where it's,
2: Ne- neon
0: yeah, yeah. it is insanely purple <laughs> but yeah this has a nice um nice color to it it looks like it's not gonna hurt me
2: yeah I mean even just shaking it in the glass a little bit too like there's still not a whole lot of carbonation showing up so it looks it, you you could just by looking and smelling it you could convince me that this is a juice
0: totally I really like the the blueberryness mm-hmm. coming through uh, and it mixes well with the the lemon just to give like a nice sweet tartness yep and I dig what he was saying about the the herbal aspects, yeah. like with the lemongrass, uh, and then er- herbal tea for sure is coming through. This has a really interesting profile. It's way more more floral and herbal than I thought it was going to be. But I mean, lemon verbena kind of has that that floral aspect to it. But yes, yeah, I like
2: this. I was going to ask, I was reading about some of their most popular beers, because I'd also seen Cascade around for years in those big 750s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their big ones are like their Creek, their Apricot, Northwest Sour Ale is what it's called in the label. Mm-hmm. Um, have you tried many of their other beers?
0: Yeah. When I was there, I went through everything they had on tap.
2: Oh, sweet. So okay. it was
0: probably 20. Were there a lot that were like super sour and all, like you don't want too many of Like too aggressive. Much of, yeah. 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 I think we were doing like little two ounce tasters- basically just the the tiniest little flight ever. Uh, And the ones that were really good, we got a little bit
2: bigger pour and kind of shared it. But the Creek is really good. It's just straight tart cherry, Yeah, really good. If I'm not mistaken, that was in their original lineup. Mm -hmm. I think they submitted it to GABF one time, and then one of their beers won, I think, bronze for something in the sour category. Okay, And then they just ramped up production the following year and ordered like thousands and thousands of pounds of cherries just to make the Creek. (laughs) Damn. Uh, And then, yeah, the rest
0: is, as they say. Yeah. I remember that being a really good beer. I'm not surprised that this one is, is really approachable. Definitely way more approachable than their other stuff. This is
2: way more drinkable. Yeah, I mean, I, we've talked about this at a few breweries. Like, the the consumability for a single person to drink something, the 750 or even sometimes the 375s, mm-hmm. it's just, like, too much. So to approach it from a – we got this as a six-pack, right? Or was it just individuals? It was just individuals. Still, a 12-ounce can is, like, way more – way more, way less intimidating, rather. You can just be like, well, I'll try it, and I'm not shelling out $25 for a giant bottle that I might not even finish, even if I love it. Exactly. Yeah, that's the move. Plus, it's a pretty can. Like, I like the logo. Can we talk about it?
0: Sure. It's like a nice pale blue. It's got their logo on it and some really cool, almost wallpapery-looking, yeah, floral designs like blue and and grayish
2: on a white background. Yeah, I mean that that is the the lemon verbena and blueberries. Oh, is it cool? Yeah. The herbologist. I was just looking it up. Um, I mean, obviously, we all know that lemon verbena is typically used in addition to tea stuff. We know that it's good for uh, indigestion and gas and diarrhea and constipation. So I don't know if that's going to help. In this beer, I doubt it'll be much of a factor, depending on how much you drink. <laughs> it's
0: ironic to put it in a sour that causes <laughs> yeah, right.
2: indigestion. Um, but people also use it for agitation of joints and trouble sleeping and hemorrhoids and varicose veins. This is it seems like a bit of a cure-all. Snake oil. Snake oil, yeah, totally. Um, Interesting.
0: I didn't know lemon verbena was that widely. I didn't either. I just thought it made... Really, my knowledge of lemon verbena is like bath and body hand soap. Totally. I know it smells nice. Uh, I think I've actually no I take that back I deal with a kombucha company that uses lemon verbena and it's really good kombucha it has that nice herbal quality to it so interesting I have to keep my eyes peeled for that in more
2: beers can I tell you the street name for it ooh it has a street name it's not really a street name but that's what we should call it. it's a lemon bee brush Ooh. Which is kinda it's a little bit more aggressive. It's edgy. That lemon B brush in this beer. You know it. We get a 20-sack of that lemon bee right. brush, baby. <laughs> um all right, well, let's get to negatives if you got any on on Blue Verbena. You know, I think mine are gonna
0: be pretty much just style and preference based. Um, I think it finishes a little bit dry. I think I was hoping for something a bit more jammy. With the the blueberry presence, uh, it it reads on paper almost like a, a blueberry lemonade or like yeah. a lemon juice, yes. and, and it finishes super dry. I would like to see a bit more, you know, mouth watering on the end. Maybe a little bit more sweetness, but I think that's probably going to be my complaint about every sour ever. Is yeah, that they're too sour.
2: Too sour. Yeah, <laughs> Which me is, too. Though I mean, like it does start off where you're like, oh, this is super. I mean, it is really approachable as sours go, especially as Cascade sours go. But it's still very much, especially on the back end, as you drink a little bit more, very tart and very acidic on the back burner. Mm-hmm. But in the grand spectrum that is sour ales, I think it's
0: it's definitely on the more approachable side than not. For sure. I think it's middle to above average approachable, drinkable. So, I don't know, anything you
2: would change? What, what, what are you yeah, not I digging might about i sweeten it up, too. Yeah. I might add a little bit more carbonation, too, just to give it a little bit more of like a, mm-hmm. you know, like a... No you can see us, yes, but like a, a little juice, little little yeah. yeah like a little zhuzh fizzy, uh personality. But other than that, I think it's solid. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily reach for it again though.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Do you think that's uh just, I would say that's not style-based though, because I know there are some sours out there that yeah. you like. Yes. Like what are some sours that you would reach for that just like pop into your mind? I really,
2: man, maybe it's just because we just talked about it, but that sour monkey was so good. And mm-hmm. we had it so fresh so it was still a little bit um aggressive. Mm-hmm. But that's solid. I mean, you mentioned jamminess, which makes me think of Jam Band from Boulevard, mm-hmm. which again is like that's on the like low. real sour. Fans would be like, "That's not even a real sour, bro," mm-hmm. but it is, and or like any number of kettle sours. I bet like the New Glory uh, Key Lime Pie,
0: mm-hmm.
2: love it. You love that Double Nickel, love that Double Nickel. The Montez Reserve, mm-hmm. sure, it's a great one.
0: I think your taste in sour beers is very parallel with mine. We like yeah. stuff that's like drinkable on the sweeter end.
2: With, like, a, just a dash of sourness. Yeah. And that's, yeah. But it is, yeah, again, very much emphasizing stylistic. If you like traditional sours, I don't know, fruited sours, mm-hmm. this is probably going to be right up your alley. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was a fancy way for me to say that neither of us really do like
0: traditional Yeah,
2: sours. yeah. I mean, a good taster is fine. I'd love mm-hmm. to try something, but then even, we're splitting this can, so six ounces is like, that's about as much as I'd want. Yeah. I think fine. I'm going to agree with that. Then, blue verbena, Cascade, sir, out of 10. It feels like a seven two for me.
0: Okay, it's
2: pretty high. I think it's a 6 for me. Okay. I think that's just fine. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: really well made, and I appreciate it for what it is. And I like that I can taste all the elements that they said were in it. And, uh, yeah, it's not, not going to be my go-to all summer, but I like it. I think it's a good beer, and I think I'm
2: happy I had it once. Okay, we're here in Chico. Where mm-hmm. can people find it in town if they want to?
0: I picked this one up at S&S Produce specifically. I think it was about 6 bucks a can uh, I think I've seen it around a few other places, but I just happened to be looking when I was there. So shout out, Andy. And The Beer Door. Yeah, singles of this, like six bucks, not too bad.
2: Nice, not too bad at all. Yet let us uh, let us know if you get your hands on it. Once again, you are listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, so if you do try Blue Verbena, we do want to know what you think, like we said at the top of the show. You can find us on social media at Fresh Hop Cinema or email us at fhccast at gmail.com. In the meantime, we're going to play you a trailer for the new Disney Pixar film, Luca. We're not going to spoil it, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this.
1: We do not go anywhere near the surface. Got it? Everything good is above the surface. Walking. Air. The sky, clouds, the sun. Whoa, don't look at it. Just kidding. Definitely look at it.
2: (laughs) Have you ever gone to the
1: human town? Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of an expert. today hmm hey leave them alone hop on go start a club for losers my name is julia marcovaldo we underdogs have to look out for each other what's under the dogs <laughs> this is my dad what do you think he kills with those anything that swims There's a million things you think you can't do. All you need is a chance to try. (laughs) Something's fishy with you two. Mm. This is too dangerous. I know your problem. you got a Bruno in your head. A Bruno? Say, silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Louder. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Still hear him? Nope, just you! Good! Now hang on! What's wrong with you, stupido? You do it now. Just say the thing. What's wrong with you, stupido? (gasps) Uh.
0: Set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera. The original animated feature, Luca, is a coming-of-age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Luca shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. He is a sea monster! from another world just below the water's surface.
2: Yeah, I got that synopsis off of, like, whatever just popped up when you look up, like, Luca general information. I don't think it necessarily does a good enough job setting the scene. I was just thinking that while you were reading it. And we can get into the plot a little bit more, but I did want to say this was directed by Enrico Casarosa. It was also written by Casarosa, uh, Jesse Andrews, and Simon Stevenson. It came out uh, on Disney Plus for streaming on June 18th. It runs 95 minutes long and stars... Jacob Tremblay as Luca, Jack Dylan Grazer as his best friend, Alberta, who is also a sea monster and is kind of showing him the ropes on land. Um, They meet this human girl named Julia, played by Emma Berman. And we have uh, Savio Raimondo, who wins, I think, for best name of actor in this movie, um, who plays Ercole. He is sort of the town bully that's won this race that we're going to talk about in a minute for a couple years in a row. And then you have Luca's parents played by Jim Gaffigan or voiced by Jim Gaffigan and Maya Rudolph. It's not an animation creation of Jim Gaffigan and Maya <laughs> yeah. Rudolph as great as that would be. Right. That would be great. Um, should we set the stage more plot wise? Yeah,
0: we should. And we should definitely have the name of the race in the notes. It yeah, was the, it's the... like
2: the Rosa, or we should look it up. Yeah. Um, so let me try to set the scene then. Basically, Luca is like 13, 14. And this movies like a cross between like The Little Mermaid and Finding Nemo. And some despicable me, Jimmy Neutron vibes, and also Call Me By Your Name, I think is something we'll get into in a bit. Yeah, um, but but Finding Nemo, in that he's like, I want to go see the world, and his parents are like, No, it's too dangerous. You're a sea monster. Humans are bad. Whatever. And then he meets Alberto, and Alberto's like, Humans are fine. Um, they look like sea monsters in the water, by the way. And then when they dry off, they look like humans for some reason. Like it's never immediately. Really explained. Yeah. It, I don't think it matters. Um, anyways, he meets Alberto, who is living on his own, and he's got this portrait on the wall of a Vespa scooter. And they decide they want to win this race in this little fishing village to win the money to get a Vespa, basically. Mm -hmm. And then along the way, uh, they meet all the characters I just described and plot unfolds. Uh, Do you happen to know the name of the race, just so we can get that in the clear? Yes. It's the
0: Portaroso
2: Cup. I was close. Portaroso Cup. Portaroso Cup. Okay. Okay. So as we get into the plot here, first and foremost, I think this is one that I put on the schedule. I knew about this for a while. I was Mm -hmm. excited for it. Um, But I'll I'll let you go first anyways. What did you think of this? What did you expect going in? Um, What did you know about it even?
0: Very little. Mm -hmm.
2: I I had seen maybe one trailer
0: in watching TV this last week. Um, But usually like Disney Pixar movies don't really disappoint. If nothing else, they're good for 90 minutes of entertainment. So that's really all I was expecting was to just be entertained uh, and i was very much so this was a massively enjoyable movie uh, i think for kids and adults really it was really gorgeous to look at i think that's something that can't be understated like the brilliant colors and brightness and uh just overall color palette were really cool and i loved the the whole landscape and the the sandbox that they they gave themselves to play in i liked the underwater stuff a lot i thought they did it effectively. I don't know. It it seemed like there was not much difference between underwater and above water other than just little things, but like there were no bubbles. It was a few things, nitpicky stuff. But, um, as far as plot goes, I thought it was not surprisingly deep, but like on par with other ocean pun. What's that? Ocean pun. A little, little ocean pun. Um, but like it was as deep as you kind of expect with these movies anymore. You have these I mean, with the exception of some that we've seen, but by and large, like, I mean, with Moana, things like that, Mm -hmm. all of the ones that we really like, they deal with a bit broader issues and, and bigger scope. And I think this fell into that category of like dealing with some acceptance stuff and some literal fish out of water (laughs) stuff. So I really liked it. I was way more entertained than I thought I was going to be. And it was, it was super engaging. And, uh. Yeah, I really,
2: really liked it. What did you think? I did not like it.
0: What? Yeah,
2: I thought that might come as a surprise. Get out. Yeah, I was really stoked for it too, man. And I didn't know a whole lot going in. I thought, you know, yeah, like sea monster slash mermaid kind of thing. Uh, maybe maybe it'll be right up my alley. And I like the, like the stuff you're saying. Animation was fun enough. It is like, I don't know if it was just the bully character, but there was some animation where I was like, is this guy from Jimmy Neutron or Despicable Me? Like, there's this <laughs> weird thing that happens when those two worlds collide, and I thought that was this. Um But the bigger themes, like stuff you're talking about, like acceptance, like this is the the gayest Disney movie, Disney Pixar movie that exists, as far as I know.
0: It was pretty gay,
2: Um, and it's it's an interesting um, route for them to go down because it's it's young boys sort of figuring out what love is and like friendship and like towing that line a little bit, which is all good. And I I don't think they I don't think that's the weakest part of the movie. But the other thing I really like about a lot of these Disney Pixar films, um, the one that came to mind is Coco, is like the exposure to. In my case, uh, just a white American to a t- totally different culture, mm-hmm. and I feel like I learned a lot about actual Mexican heritage in Coco. Right, and here they said things like Santa Mazzarella, like as a joke almost. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think as far as expanding the general public's awareness to like the Italian culture, and like the best you can call up is like Santa Mazzarella, like oh my linguine. It's like I don't know. It just seemed like they were playing for easy jokes, and and that didn't work for me. Yeah. Um and the rest of it was fairly predictable, which is fine, I guess.
0: Um so you were expecting a movie featuring sea monsters to like have like
2: accuracy about culture? Like you I know? mean, maybe not the sea monster culture, <laughs> but like human culture, sure. Like and there's some tie-ins that happen. Like well, look, we're we'll look at all these things we actually have in common. I think that's a thread that obviously has to get resolved by mm-hmm. the end of movies like this. where are like, we have more in common than we have different. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, because you can make up sea monster culture. Who cares? Who knows what's in it? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think the tie-in to, to real life and humanity were kind of weak for me. And mm. that was sort of what ended up propelling this movie forward. And that's kind of what they were trying to stick the landing on. And it just didn't feel satisfying to me. Hmm. Interesting. So I was pretty lukewarm. Yeah? Okay.
0: Tepid, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I was curious if they were going to actually pursue like a, a romance between the two main characters. That's the other. How old do you think they were?
2: Oh, like twelve-ish, thirteen-ish. Yeah. 13, yeah. yeah. I, so, like, I think they did it as much as they could could have. Really, yeah. like, I don't. Without, yeah, without turning it into like the lighthouse. Maybe I don't. It's not That's, the best comparison, but there are mer. There's one mermaid in the lighthouse. <laughs> That's uh, such
0: an aggressive comparison. It really is. Oh but
2: uh, I did like. I think the "Call Me by Your Name" comparison is apt. Mm-hmm. Like that sort of Italian feeding, countryside, like, summer. Yeah, Italian countryside and like maybe this won't last forever. We have this very special bond that we're just discovering and then they might go away. But here we are for this short period of time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of sweet. Yeah. I thought that so. one is obviously a much more mature movie mm-hmm. between people that are closer to adults. Yeah. Um. So, I, yeah, I, I think I was for a minute, I was like, are they going to like, is this going to be like a big time jump in their adults and like figuring out their relationship? But it doesn't do that. Yeah. I think that's okay.
0: Yeah. It was definitely very make believe. You know, whereas like, like Coco, yes, very make believe, but also steeped in, in culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this one definitely didn't take the culture as seriously, obviously. Yeah, unless that's how Italian children
2: swear. I don't think it is. I don't know any Italian children. I don't either. It's a good point, but I can't imagine they sent the mozzarella. Be kind of funny if they did, though. I guess, yeah, but I, it's like the same. Like anytime you hear an Italian stereotype impression, it's like, oh, Mamma mia, spaghetti. Yeah. Like, I Yeah, I don't know. Isn't the writer and
0: director Italian, though? Yes. So, yeah.
2: I'm gonna maybe err on the side of letting him.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm portray. not saying he
2: shouldn't say that. I'm just saying it's not funny to me, and I don't think that's really what happens. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair.
0: So you feel like the Italian culture was not treated with enough respect in the hey, movie? Hey, mamma
2: mia! Just give me some respect. <laughs> like, I don't know why I have to put my hand like that, but I do. Yeah, in the air, and we're, everybody listening knows what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, they do. It's <laughs> like that. I don't even have to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact was that they were literally Italian cartoon characters yeah so take that for what it is i right. liked it a lot yeah okay and you so didn't. like
2: let's talk about the let's talk about the let's talk about the race a little bit i mean we don't have to like give away any plot points but like did the whole sort of it's a bit of a macguffin the vespa is like they're they have to work to save money to buy this thing and then yeah. there's a race and it's like a triathlon but this is the other thing like it's not a typical triathlon it's like cycling and, swimming and- eating
0: yeah pasta it was just awesome yeah like if there was a triathlon that one of the events was just eating pasta yeah that's my event sign me up yeah no you're cycling I'm Get always out training yeah just shoving pasta <laughs> yeah in off.
2: uh so that worked for you that was fine yeah
0: I thought it was funny it was silly yeah, I mean okay. it wasn't meant to be taken seriously like it's all kind of like metaphor
2: yeah maybe I'm coming off of like Coco and Inside Out and some of these other more universally kind of heady and grown up themed movies and like just trying to read into this. Yeah. And
0: maybe it's not there. I mean, like you're trying to be smarter than the movie
2: and the movies. Well, just... usually those movies are smarter than me and I don't yeah. realize it
0: till the end. So yeah. maybe I was just like, okay, I'm going to get ahead of this one. Yeah. And it was just not. Coming. I mean, when you do Disney Pixar movie, I mean, that's the thing with kids movies. Sometimes they are like that where
2: you, they are heady and like they deal with bigger things. Sometimes they're just silly. Sometimes. Sometimes they're sing and it's just animals singing popular yeah. songs on American Idol. And that's okay too. I guess it
0: is. I mean, it's still a good entertaining movie, but yeah, it doesn't have the, the movie critic in you is like, but where? Yeah, right. Where is the right. follow through of this metaphor? And, and that's fine. But if you just sit back and let yourself be entertained by this movie and like, let it happen to you. Yeah. I thought it was really entertaining. I had had a long day. It was just perfect to just okay, sit back yeah. and just
2: be like, these guys are silly. Did you get any heartstrings pulled in this? Oh yeah. Cool. We're oh, gonna yeah. talk about that danger zone probably. Yeah. Um, okay, well what else you got on, on Luca, my friend. I really
0: thought it was kind of a fun dance that they played with them just trying not to get wet. Yeah. I yeah. thought
2: that was hilarious. There were some good gags in there. Yeah.
0: There was some really funny gags and really great physical animated humor. Is it still physical humor if it's animated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Physical cartoon humor. Sure. Yeah. It's still, yeah, it's, I mean, it's still physical comedy. It's not yeah. actually happening, but that's, the characters are mm-hmm. doing it. So sure. I like that. It reminded me of like old school Looney Tunes and stuff like that. So. Yes. Definitely some yeah. good gags. And I personally think if you're a fan of movies like Moana, you'd probably like it. The first thing I did after this movie was text Nick Land.
2: Oh, he told me that. Shout yeah. out, to Nick. I saw him uh, the day of our recording. And nice. then I was like, oh yeah, we're watching it for the show. Um, he's like, oh, I'll try to watch it before Friday when it comes out.
0: Nice. Yeah, Or Thursday
2: if you're listening on KZFR.
0: Right. Great. But yeah, he's one of the ones where I'm like, Nick's going to love this movie. So he should be insulted yeah, t- now. T- well,
2: that's what I told him. I, t- I kind of tipped my hand. I was like, yeah, I didn't love it. Um, so that was just, I think he was a little bit intrigued, maybe. Mm. I was reading into it. But he's like, oh, great. Well, I want try to watch it. <laughs> like, yeah, let me know what you think either way, obviously.
0: Right. Because he knows you like smart movies.
2: Well, that's like on paper, which is why kind of why I started our conversation like this. Like, I was jazzed for this. Like, I thought it was going to be really good. And it just wasn't what I expected. Mm. And I'm not sure if that's on me or on my Disney Pixar catalog that i've seen like that's now what i expect from them
0: yeah so but what you have
2: what you have to decide is if if it wasn't what you expected whether well, if it was still good right and I, I don't know it's it's just not for me it's one of those it's not it's not i don't think it's nearly grown up enough for me to enjoy mm. like there wasn't enough for me to take away like it felt like i was watching a kid's cartoon most of the time
0: and that's fair that's like yeah pretty much what it was like i don't
2: enjoy the cars movies right i know the, they exist yes i will say um the upside just and i'm trying to think we just i said this with some other movie recently um Kids will watch this and the degree to which it'll feel normal just seeing gay characters on screen, because it's not so like obviously like stereotypically gay characters that we've seen in the past in animated stuff or even to some extent live action. It just it's like a normal couple characters in a film. And I think enough movies like that for younger kids will normalize being gay in normal society. Yeah. Or in an everyday society. I mean, it wasn't even like called out as quote unquote
0: gay or homosexual no. behavior. It was just behavior which yeah. I thought was interesting. It was
2: not heavy-handed. No, it wasn't. Yeah, agreed. But, but the metaphor for like sea monsters being different and like unaccepted mm-hmm. by society, and then we'll talk about the ending in the Danger Zone, but I think it was pretty clearly like, yeah, okay. Right. We get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. You got anything else in this, or just rate it?
0: I think I'm there, man.
2: Okay, then, Sir Luca, out of 10. It's an 8.7. 8.7, very respectable rating, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with the I'm with the five, because because like still I think good movie not for me. That's totally hard. great if kids want to watch it or if adults want to watch it you could probably still really enjoy it. I would say just don't maybe expect the headiest of Disney Pixar movies. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, there's a time and a place for that. Hundred percent agree. Um, okay, again that's Luca. You are listening to Fresh Hop Cinema if you were just joining us on the radio. Uh, Luca is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. If you do get a chance to see it and you agree with me or Johnny or disagree with either of us, find us on social media at Fresh Hop Cinema or send us a handy-dandy email to fhccast at gmail.com. Or head over to our website, freshhopcinema.com, for film
0: reviews, beer reviews, and podcast episodes dating all the way back to 2016 when we were first formed. To our KZFR listeners, the full-length version of today's conversation will be available tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. wherever quality podcasts are found. And to all podcast listeners, we'll be right back to talk about Luca with spoilers in the Danger Zone. Danger
1: Zone,
2: Danger Zone, Danger Zone, Danger Zone, Danger zone. Danger, zone. Ah. Danger zone, Welcome to the Danger Zone. If you've never heard the Danger Zone before, it's a part of the show where we discuss the film like we've all just seen it. So if you uh, maybe listen on KZFR, w- would have been yesterday afternoon, and you've skipped forward, uh, we are going to spoil Luca, and if you haven't seen it, it's on Disney Plus, and I believe that's all the, the warnings I have to give. Yeah, Okay. Um, the only thing I wanted to mention is at the end when the race has been uh finished, we're almost done with the race. Lucas biked up the hill, uh, it starts pouring rain and he has to hide under an awning. Then Alberto comes back with an umbrella. They both get exposed as not mermaids. That's important. Yeah. I thought it was mermaids for a long time. I was like, no, they're not, they're not they have legs. Yeah. Um they get exposed to sea monsters. Bully comes is like, I'm gonna harpoon them because monsters are bad, very much uh Beauty and the Beast vibes mm-hmm. during that section with like the village with the pitchforks. Yeah. Um, Dad is like so these fish are my friends. This guy, mm-hmm. Massimo, Wait, whatever. more like... Yeah, right. That's, okay. right. that's kind of... Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Yeah, you're right. Because he lost an arm. He was mm-hmm. bitten off by a sea monster, which the moment I saw the guy without that arm, I was like, did it get bit off by a sea monster? <laughs> Is that why you hate sea monsters? Right. Um, it um, did not, um, though. He was born like that. He yeah, clarified like I know. But they, that's good on them. They, they knew we were thinking it. Right. Um, whatever. Then he's like, don't hurt them. And then like slowly but surely... Luca's parents show up, and then, like, there's these two old women who are also like, they nod at each other, like, all right, it's time. And then they pull off their umbrellas, and like, they are also sea monsters, yeah. Now that they're accepted, right? Yeah. Which was like the the most obvious, like, okay, gay people, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. Like, I think the whole movie is like just a metaphor for coming out, yeah, which is fine. And I just think not the strongest metaphor, not the trickiest one, certainly, but effective,
0: yeah, not the trickiest. But given the target demographic, I think it was, yeah, exactly, perfectly yeah. perfectly
2: executed. Something uh, that kids yeah. will understand. Totally. And then um, he goes to school, has the money, and then Alberta buys his ticket so he can go experience the world. hmm Heartstrings? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was more I was super stoked when the dad stood up for him. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the part that got me because it was like he could have very easily just... Stabbed. Give me that harpoon. Like, I was in my head. I'm like, I know no one's going to get stabbed in the chest. Right.
2: But, like, I don't know know it. Like... Like they could cut away, yeah, and then you just see a red stream form in the rain, yeah, the ocean, yeah, roll credits, <laughs> yeah, right, directed no. by Zack Snyder. <laughs> it's all in slow mo, yeah. But you know, I wasn't sure at that point, but I
0: thought that was like a really cool moment when the dad was like, because I mean, in in you know, I'm imagining you know, young gay kids' lives, right? Like a strong male right father, totally. like a father figure being supportive would be like
2: pretty pivotal, pretty great. yeah. yeah. Yep, that's true.
0: And pivotal in getting accepted into the community. For sure. Because so, yeah, it seemed like once he was cool, everyone was like, all right. None of those
2: other fish more, We're going to fight him. Exactly. He's like,
0: huge. One arm and he's going to rock Just your world. Just destroy you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I love
0: the cat, too.
2: Oh, we got to talk about the cat and we got to talk about the uncle. The sea monster uncle. <laughs> By the way, and I didn't want sh- to like tell you this just in case, like if you discovered it on your own, I thought you'd enjoy it. Oh, it was but... Bruno or um, Sasha Barakoa, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. I meant there's a post credit scene. Oh, is there? Did you didn't see it? No. Yeah, because I was finished with the movie and there were like 15 minutes left, and I was like, "What is going on?" So I skimmed through the credits real quick. Mm. And um, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. I don't think I'm telling you about it, but it won't spoil it. But it's the uncle back deep. He's the guy that is like a deep sea dweller, and that's where Luca is going to get taken, yeah, as punishment, whatever. So he's down there. Uh, monologuing about like how great his life is. And it cuts at uh, the very last second to that dumb fish Gillespie. That was like a sheep, mm-hmm. the dumb one with the wonky eyes. Mm-hmm. He's just talking that fish like wandered into the deep ocean is now his fate is just like listening to this guy talk <laughs> for forever. It's like a funny little scene. <laughs> that is funny. Um, But I thought, well, yeah, we should talk about the cat and we should talk about that uncle though. I guess we kind of just did. Yeah. The uncle was a pretty simple
0: device. The, he was the, the punishment to yeah. Luca's going on land Yes, and the grandma was totally in on it the whole time. I thought that was. Oh, I forgot about the grandma too. too.
2: Yeah, she was played by um, Sandy Martin, by the way, uh, who you will know from a number of things. I think of three billboards. She was um, Sam Rockwell's Rockwell's mom, The okay. really angry one. Yep. Uh So she played grandma. Okay, which I think is fitting. Like she's got that kind of voice, that like rocky but sort of comforting strength in her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, she was great. She yeah. was in on it, yeah, for sure. That was pretty. Was like, we have had crazy times as a kid too. Hmm. I've been on land. Yeah, and it was, by the way, Sasha Baron Cohen. That's what that I thought. But I can tell. what about this cat?
0: This cat was hilarious because he could totally like detect that they were sea monsters. And yeah. he was just, just growling at them the whole time yeah. until one of them just stuck a fish in his mouth. That's right. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of melts. Oh. Yeah. It was so funny. I don't know. I was here for this movie as far as just like having a silly goose time if i was looking for more it would have probably been kind of disappointing yeah. i think this movie just hit me like in the right headspace totally like i go into things that are computer generated
2: animation or yeah. wait, what's cgi yeah it's i mean technically it's computer generated images images um, huh? but but same thing
0: yeah you know a cgi movie like it's a kids movie i'm not expecting the world and if the world comes to me in like a moana or a coco i'm here for it but if it's just going to be a silly goose time that's, at bare minimum,
2: all I expect out of these movies. Maybe that makes you the more qualified critic this week, because I went in with expectations. Mm. Yeah. Just blank slate it. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, well. I mean, that's
0: kind of the way to watch kids' movies, because sometimes they are for kids. And I some... think it's the way to watch any movie.
2: Yeah. Just go into, like, because you never know. Yeah. What's going to Like, Arrival. Not that's really what... about aliens. That's why I hate
0: previews. And yeah. I probably would have like... liked that movie more yeah, if yeah, I maybe, hadn't yeah. seen
2: a single preview. Yeah, just comes on the glass.
0: It's like, oh, yeah. it's a scary
2: alien movie. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, False advertisement, but yeah, I'll take that.
2: I'll take that credit. Um, okay, you got anything else on Luca? Mm, I think it's one hundred percent worth the watch. I should think if someone we, get Disney Plus if they don't have it just to watch it? No. Okay,
0: I don't think it's worth that. But I think you should have Disney Plus anyway.
2: Yeah. Would you still have watched it if you had Disney Plus and you had the paywall? Hmm. I mean, you would have watched it if we decided for the show. But should people like pay for it if it becomes not readily available?
0: I I would wait. I would wait because eventually, like if you have Disney Plus, all those movies come to Disney Plus eventually. Anyway, yeah, it's like,
2: not such a topically like mod like it's not so strongly in the conversation that the social conversation you have to right watch now. Like, it you need now. to see it immediately. Yeah. yeah, like you could wait on this one. No, like Raya came
0: to Disney Plus like within the last month. God, I hate. No, I didn't hate that. Yeah, uh, you did. Did I, I did
2: I did right? We both of us. What other? Oh, Mulan. Mulan. And I also hated it. a lot yeah. of garbage. They're doing
0: Asian culture wrong in general.
2: I guess I did. Maybe. I just, yeah, maybe that makes me look bad. There's yeah. not like Asian stories. It's not or true. maybe they were just done really yeah. badly. Yeah. But um,
0: I think you could wait until it eventually does drop on yeah, right. just the regular paywall of, of Disney Plus. I wouldn't go out and pay more than sure. that for it.
2: But it's definitely worth a watch. I thought it was fun. All right. Those are our thoughts on Luca. I am ready for another beer. So let's go into beer number two. What do you think? Let's do it. Okay. Then let's do it. Uh, what are we drinking? And what, dear God, what is this? Is this even a beer? I don't know. It it looks like Jamba Juice. Oh, that's kind of a nice way of thinking of it. Yeah. What is it? What were you thinking? It looked like. I don't know. It looks just like you know. little well, Jamba Juice is like it looks like mm, s- delicious yeah. smoothie. This looks like you know juice. It looks like uh, not a smoothie. It looks like juice, like plum juice. It does. It well, looks fine. I don't know. I was just trying to play. Into I thought you were going to get something <laughs> gross.
0: Like it looks like something like coughed up with a bad cold.
2: No, not that bad.
0: Yeah, that'd be like go to the hospital cold. Uh, what we are drinking, in case you're wondering, is Overcoming from Company Values Beer in Palmetto, Florida, and they are an offshoot of Corporate Ladder Brewing, uh, and this is a fruited smoothie sour that is 6.2%. Is that accurate? It's exactly the same ABV. It sure is. Wild. Both our beers this week, 6.2%. Again, smoothie-style fruited sour with blackberry, raspberry, and marshmallow.
2: That's a, that's the curveball there, is marshmallow. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. We've, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, done a smoothie-style sour on the show before. I don't think we have. Now, one more plug for social media. <clears throat> we have done one on our Instagram. And I'm not going to be able to think of it right now, but it was out of New York, and it was something lollipop, and there's a really seductive picture of me drinking it that Johnny took. Yep. It's great. It is great. And that beer was also unbelievably thick. In the photo, it looks just, you're like, There's, did you guys Photoshop it? Is that an actual smoothie? Mm-hmm. No. That's how the beer looked. And this one is not quite that thick. Um, and I will also say, I don't think it's quite that good. It looks like four shades darker Pepto-Bismol. Sure. Yeah. More purple, too. Less mm-hmm. pink. But um, we've both had hefty sips, it seems. Yeah. Um, my initial thing is, like, the carbonation mixed with this body is, like, it's always weird. Yeah, I don't love it. Marshmallow is also a very strange addition. I assume is adding some of that creaminess, but it's mm-hmm. very weird.
0: Yeah, it is, and I would like to see more of the marshmallow vanilla like taste. Yes. I am not getting a ton of marshmallow. What I am getting is it. It tastes like a smoothie that you didn't put any sweetener in. There is right. like no milk. There is no yogurt. There is no vanilla. Like it's just fruit like in its
2: raw form. And Which that, I think is like what healthy people put in smoothies. There's like fruit and spinach. I mean, you're just like, Yeah. Do we get like some sugar? Like, do you have a cup of sugar you can add? Could you put ice cream <laughs> in that? Perhaps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh
0: okay. Well. How's it look? Tell me to it describe looks, it. I like, mean come on, give me more words. You're right. Get so, pretty get pretty with it.
2: So it looks like really, really ambitious guava juice. It's insanely viscous as it swirls in the glass. It leaves a ton of like. Yeah, like almost like a pulpy kind of residue behind on the glass that you would get out of a nectar. Mm-hmm. Um, and darn close to the color of, of guava juice if it were just slightly darker.
0: Yeah. It's pleasant. I will say that it's not nearly as sweet as some smoothie sours that I've had. Like, not nearly as sweet. Like, maybe that's a good thing. The fruit is like kind of the star here, which this quote unquote style of of quote-unquote beer is um, really weird and usually very sweet and, like, very adjunct forward. Like, that one that we had kind of tasted like a popsicle. You know what I mean? lollipop. Lollipop. Yeah. Uh, But this this is definitely way more just fruit forward. Like, there's not much else going on here other than the taste of blackberries and raspberries. I don't like it. No? Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no I don't like it it's not super pleasant um what would you change what's a wrong- lot of what, it I don't
2: what, it's a lot good well, what's wrong with it well so the carbonation's weird the interplay between the carbonation and the body is like probably my biggest thing yeah I also think there's not enough flavor to back up how much thickness this thing has it's freaky thick. it's way too thick for six two also yeah. like just every experience is contradicting like every individual tasting experience is just fighting the other one. Mm.
0: I don't like it. Yeah. Now, stylistically, with these weird beers that are being made, do you think that's like how they intended it? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I liked the other one. I liked it. I'm going to just find out what it was called. So but you, I liked it. You liked it because it tasted better? Was, it definitely tasted. Was that consistency and that thickness off putting or did it work better for you being that thick with better flavors?
2: Yeah, I think that's part of it. But also the fruits in that were a little bit different. I think it was like strawberry, banana, and some coconut, I believe,
0: No, I I'm like it. 90% sure there was coconut in that. Um So, but just the blackberry raspberry kind of yeah, like
2: there's that tartness that you get with those berries versus like the really robust sweetness from a strawberry or even a banana, like you yeah. get, and the seeds were still in it, which like kind of lent to the, like the smoothie experience. Yeah. And this just feels, I don't know, it's, it feels too wishy-washy between mm. a beer and a smoothie to really be enjoyable as either one to me. So, but that one that you liked,
0: the flavor profile was like way more smoothie. Yes, but it also still was a beer. It still had carbonation. But too, you, yeah. so you, I'm, I'm thinking that you want it to be, taste like a smoothie that gets you drunk. Well, yeah, I think that's kind of the goal. And this one has a bit more beer flavor in it. That's one thing that I'm picking up on. What are you getting? What do you mean beer flavor? It's got like a a boozy like aftertaste. Like with that one, I could tell the the one that we've had. We don't have a huge sample size of that's beers the of other style. Thing, yeah. Uh, the one that I've had in the past also. That plum that we did from Octopi Brewing. Oh, yeah. That's that callback. was for sure a
2: smoothie sour, yeah? I think that was a no, that was a sour. It was just a um I could look that up too. Just to clarify, though, the one that we've been referencing is called Liquid Lollipop. It's from Froth Brewing out of Buffalo, New York. Yeah. And can did you have a description on the old Um all I wrote was that it tasted like a smoothie with a hint of carbonation. It was so tasty, my senses were very confused. The banana in this baby straight up takes over. Once I got past the objective weirdness of the whole thing, I really enjoyed it. Okay. No. So no great descriptions. All right. So this style is objectively and I think universally
0: pretty pretty weird. It's super weird. Super weird. It's a very niche style of, of alcoholic beverage that you can very loosely call beer. beer.
2: Yeah. I don't know, man. I uh, I guess like like I'm not against the idea of innovating and doing new stuff and, and which is just redundant. But um like Cool. Try stuff. This is just one that I am having a hard time getting behind. And I don't think that makes me like the old guy that's like, never knew beers supposed to taste like beer. I don't care. Like make beer, however you want. Mm -hmm. Um, Call this beer. I don't care. I don't like it. that's fine. Well, I think
0: that's fair to say because we've had good examples of this style that we have both enjoyed. And I think this is definitely a less enjoyable example. I think I like it a little bit more than you. Yes. It definitely has some of that jamminess that I was looking for in the first beer mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with, like, zero sweetness. The fact that they're calling this a sour doesn't make sense
2: either. Well, it has zero sweetness, so maybe it makes perfect sense.
0: I guess. I mean, it really doesn't have any sweetness. And with you see the word marshmallow. I mean, I don't agree with you that it doesn't have any sweetness. Like, there's the fruit sweetness. There's fruit sweetness. But, like, you see marshmallow listed as an ingredient. You know that... Like, you taste a marshmallow and you're like, wow, I that's... Think
2: sweet, though. I think, like, creamy. I guess it is sweet, but, like, I think creamy, which is not, I guess, objectively a flavor. That's texture. But it could be a flavor, too. No. Creamy, yeah. Couldn't it? Or maybe it is just a texture. Right? I mean, it's a texture. Huh.
0: I mean, creamy if you're comparing it to cream in milk. Yeah, I like, guess. But creamy... Because it is, yeah, it's not really a flavor, is it? No, it's mm. a texture describer, but um, I expect... Marshmallow flavors in a beer that says it has marshmallow like that too, like that's because all smoothies usually have like something sweet, and either dairy based cream or like in this case it would be a you know marshmallow, Mm -hmm. giving Mm -hmm. it sweetness and body, and I don't think it really
2: comes through. Maybe like just more marshmallow. Sure. Uh, To clarify, also plum uh, from Octopi was a fruited Berliner Weiss. Okay. And we covered that on episode 186, everybody. Go back and listen. Boy, it felt like a smoothie sour, though, didn't it? I don't know. I can't really remember it all that well. It was only 4.5%.
0: It was thick, though. It had the same, like, not this not extreme, this thick,
2: yeah. but the look of it was very similar. I'm looking at photos on Untapped, and it, it looks not like this mm. at all. I mean, granted, like, memory is different than objective yeah. fact, but Like it looks more like a traditional Berliner Weiss to me. Okay. Like the image on the can is very much like this, though. Mm. So maybe it's a little bit of both. Interesting. So you're not you're not into this beer. No, fuck this beer. All right, that's what I think. I like it. I'm gonna like. So we're splitting. This is important as well. We're splitting a 16 ounce can. If we were recording separately and I had the whole can, I definitely wouldn't finish it. Wow. Uh, I'll probably finish this because I've got you know four ounces left yeah you can just up. yeah that. i'm just gonna have one more drink so this brings into play the nick land four low no it doesn't you
0: said you wouldn't even finish it
2: i wouldn't finish the whole thing by myself okay which is not the same as saying i would open a four loco and drink the whole thing to avoid having to finish this uh, okay so you'd still rather well that's those were strong words i you No, know, fuck like... this beer but fuck four locos okay okay <laughs> there's levels to this game for sure uh no it's not quite that low uh, but it's it's about as near as you can get this is on the cusp When's the last time we explained the Nickland Forco Lama Uh Not that
0: long ago. But uh, it's the situation where you find yourself, you would rather drink a Four loco than any of the beer that you have in front of you. Yeah, and that's not what I'm at. It takes a real special bad beer for yes. that to happen. I think I've only called that like once.
2: Maybe You've twice. You've done more than that. Have I? Yeah.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Sometimes I have strong feelings. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> this one for me is, is not super offensive. I think it's really just like meh. That's the best way to describe this. If you've had a bunch of good fruited smoothie sours, you're going to be like, it's meh. It's not the worst one I've ever had. It's not gross. I don't think it's gross. No, it's not gross. I would drink a whole can by myself. Like, this is fruity enough for me to stick around. It's jammy enough. uh, And I like it because it's not crazy sour. Um, I actually think I I like
2: it a little bit. You just talked yourself up? All right. I just had to figure out why you hated it. What you got out of 10 then? Out of 10, it's like a, mm, let's give this like a 6.2. 6.2. I think the carbonation is underwhelming. The body is overwhelming. There's this weird acidic burn that I'm getting after I drink it. It makes me feel like I'm unhappy inside. And it doesn't taste gross, but it doesn't taste good by any measure. I think it's missing a lot. I think it's offering up a lot of things that I'm not interested in. I think it's a three. Fair enough. Sorry company values i sorry hey i guess i'm sorry don't apologize this is our company we create the values here (laughs) climb our corporate ladder that's right uh all right well that's you got anything else on this beer uh it was brought to you us well i bought it yeah right it was brought to us um
0: purchased this at sns produce again so how much eh, same price right around like the six seven dollar range
2: Buy good lord buy blue verbena that's kind of tough to say actually Buy blue verbena instead is the is at least my ruling. Buy
0: beautiful big cans verbena. of
2: blue verbena. Um um, um 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 did you get mine out of the freezer, by the way, or did we get this from the fridge?
0: I got mine from the fridge, but I took yours out of the freezer because I knew you'd forget till about I didn't right. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it would have been fine, it would have been perfectly chilly and we could have just had another blue verbena. We could still have another blue verbena my man in uh, the fridge. So we're done with this beard.
0: We are. We're putting overcoming um we're over overcoming. Sure.
2: Uh, okay, then let's talk Hot and Bothered, yeah? Let's do it. Welcome to Hot and Bothered. This is the part of the show where we don't care about format. We don't care about beers and movies necessarily, sometimes we, we talk about them anyways. Yeah, we don't even really care about you guys. We, that's what I was about to say, um, which isn't true. I need your approval. Please don't go anywhere. <laughs> I love Johnny you. Johnny does not. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I've just got a quick one this week, and I want to give a shout out to a friend and patron of the show, Sophie. She was in town with her husband, Ray. They were doing a little bit of a Northern California beer tour, getting away from LA for a bit. Uh, and we met up for lunch at Sierra Nevada. And hung out and caught up. It's the first time I've seen Sophie since my wedding, which was back in 2019. And she and Ray brought us some beers. And I haven't given... I, what if I would have been smart? I would have brought some with me. But there's like a bunch of crowlers, so we'll have to drink them together. There is one six-pack from the Brewery Society, which I will split with you.
0: Hell yeah.
2: Um, and we'll probably tie some of those into bonus content on Patreon, I That'd bet. that be fun.
0: Now, is Sophie... On Patreon,
2: yeah, you should definitely shout that out. No, I did. Friend and patron. So I said, "Oh, yeah." I just heard friend. I didn't. That's because you don't care about money. I just hear it's friend. Too good hearted. Just... Now Ray is not on Patreon, so no pressure, Ray. But if you want to hear how we feel about the beers that you picked out and poured for us from your bar, I guess you could just listen to Sophie's Patreon, <laughs> <laughs> or at least half of it legally. That's fair. um So wait, where does so... he work? He works. He owns a bar down in LA. And now I'm forgetting the name of it. He did tell me in passing over lunch, but uh, I forgot. That's all right, and I apologize. Were for that you guys thing. having lunch beers? Uh, you know, I had a, I had. What did I start with? I had a. Oh, I had a Summerfest because that was on tap. Okay. And then I was looking for something light, also. So then after that, I had a Hoptimum. <laughs> so Yeah. That who does knows why i forgot forgotten the name of the uh, of the bar? But he, yeah, they had a couple beers. Um, he started with a pale ale. Because I don't think he'd had one from Sierra Nevada before. Yeah, that's kind of. It's iconic. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Um, and he tried a couple others. I think Sophie had the uh, what's their um, sour, their kettle sour, or um, I think it's a kettle, or is it a Berliner Weiss? Maybe. Ocherves. Ocherves. It's one of the fruited ones. They do one with like a reddish fruit. Yeah. Don't know. Hibiscus. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Um, Anyways, so shout out to Sophie and Ray. Thank you for the beers. Thanks for hanging out. Um, and that's what I got for Out and bothered, man. It was a really good time.
0: That's awesome. I also got a
2: microwave. I haven't had a microwave in four Wait, and a half years. Wait, what? Yeah, I just haven't had one. I
0: always thought that was weird dude. you didn't have a microwave.
2: It's very weird. Gianna and I were trying to prove a point. We've proved it. We don't need a microwave. Yeah. But now we have one. But you want one because they're way more convenient. They're way more convenient. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I haven't used anything yet. I it got It showed up today. I haven't used anything. I haven't put anything in it. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm gonna wait till Giana gets off work and we're gonna we're gonna pick the item that we put in there together mm. and press start at the same time. Go get some frozen burritos or yeah, something. Yeah, right, or like popcorn probably. It's Popcorn's a awesome. move. Yeah. Plus, like in Chico Summer
0: to not have to like turn on the stove or the oven right. to reheat stuff. It's kind of nice. Anyways, that's oh. my week. I have like 15 things.
2: All right, hang on, let me adjust.
0: Like, I thought I had nothing, and oh, then boy. I started writing it down. And some of them were just gonna just just touch on Just like drive-by, just like graze. Okay. So, to start, uh, in my quest of trying every single hard seltzer that exists, uh, my latest venture was Topo Chico hard seltzer. Right. Because I'm a huge fan of Topo Chico. It's delicious. I love it. So, naturally, I'm
2: going to try the seltzers. They're a big problem. Uh, Because they're so good? They're so good. Oh, okay. Where would you rank them on your current quest of rankings? Easily in the top five. White claw. Are you, by the way, separating distinctions of like flavor packs? Like white claw, white claw, second. Yeah. Uh, those are all different.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So it's like the second generation of white claw variety packs can we tried those together. Just yeah. piss off. Oh,
2: uh, you know, I like uh, I like watermelon. Or is I that do the too. new ones? No,
0: that's in the, the second. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But now they sell just twelve packs of watermelon. I don't like so that you, much. Wow. It's no black cherry. Get out of here, watermelon. <sighs> Honestly, black cherry still reigns supreme. Yes. Um I think the variety packs can be individualized into flavors. Yeah, sure. So I think a couple of the flavors of the Topo Chico easily in my top five all All time. So if you're out
2: there and you're skeptical, give them a try. Where can you get them? Uh, How much are they? I got no. I have more questions than this. Yeah. Where can you buy them? How much are they? What's the ABV?
0: Pretty much anywhere. Pretty much identical to White Claw, right in the five percent range. Hundred calories. And uh, I started with a tall can of the lemon lime. because when Oh, you... lemon lime? Yeah. Two flavors? They have a lemon lime, and it's got like a vanilla finish. Oh. Oh, well, it's nice. All right.
2: It's like instead of malty, you want the Do you have lime. any here?
0: No. Ah, uh, you
2: bastard. you want to go get some? <laughs> well, I was just going to say if there was one, like I could do some editing magic where like right here I would have mm. just had one. No, I drank them all. All right. That's there a one. Testament.
0: Yeah. So anyways, if you trust me and you know sure. that I like seltzers, sure. give them a try. Topo Chico Seltzer, very good. All right, sweet. Maybe they'll be on a bonus episode soon. They might be at an event soon. Maybe they'll on be. On Patreon. Maybe they'll be in our Summer of Seltzer tournament. That's, that we got to do that. Yeah, before summer's over. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. probably. Uh, other than that, uh, I took a break from movies for this week. I haven't watched a movie since Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. How did you manage Luca? Besides Luca. Okay. <laughs> I watched that Luca for the show <laughs> last night, but other than that, I haven't watched a movie all week. Been diving deep into right now. It's like playoff basketball, playoff hockey, right. baseball. The Giants are doing really good. I got Hulu Live. Oh, it's got sportsy stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's why I got it. Yeah. So, yeah, taking a little break from movies. It's been kind of nice, but looking forward to getting back into it. We got a bunch of good movies coming up in the yeah, next Yeah, we do. Few I'm weeks. stoked for next week. So Shout out to that. The
2: Green Knight, probably. Go see that if you can. Hopefully. What do you mean, hopefully? We'll think we can see it anywhere. It should be in our theater. It's wide release. I checked, it's not
0: scheduled to be wide released here. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Um, We have some options, though. There's that time travel (laughs) war movie with uh, Chris Pratt coming out on Amazon
2: Prime. God. It's called Future War. You love time travel. I do, but I, and I love Chris Pratt. It's Andy fucking Dwyer, man. Come on. It's, I just, it's like you don't want your (laughs) lovers to meet kind of thing. Like, I I think it's going to go badly. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah, but don't, even more than that, don't let your heroes meet each other because then you just see how incompetent they are. Yeah. So we'll
0: see. Hopefully the green night. Yeah. Um, what else do I got? That's not important. It's 4th of
2: July this weekend. Is that this weekend? Yeah, dude. Oh, I guess it is. Huh? It's, on, it's on a m- Wait. Monday. Is, what's the date? Yeah, people will hear this on the 2nd of July. So yeah. sure, it'll be yeah. a- We're going into 4th of July know, weekend. Sunday, I think.
0: Yeah. How many plans?
2: Yeah, I got tons of plans. I'm playing a show on Friday. The second at Secret Trail Brewing
0: is that the day this episode comes out.
2: It is. Oh so if my you're hearing God. this and you're a real big fan and you're listening uh, like that the morning of your workday, at the end of your workday, uh, let's say six o'clock, I think, Evening come time. on a secret trail, uh, playing for like three hours, and then Saturday I'm playing at the Union in Orville, and then Sunday the fourth I'm doing nothing. So nice. that is my plan. Hell yeah! So just not. I like it.
0: Thanks. Yeah, we decided to not go anywhere. We were looking at it, but hotels are so expensive right now. Yeah, they're like three times what they should be. It's probably inflation. Yeah, it's yeah. it's insane. Like the damn Motel Six in Fort Bragg was three hundred dollars a night.
2: How much? Three hundred. That's that's too much. Yeah, <clears throat> I'd rather sleep in my car. Double that, you could have the whole whole motel. Yeah, so the it's six three, is short for right? Yeah. Six hundred to buy the whole property. Pretty much monopoly rules. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'd like one hotel. <laughs> one hotel, please, sir. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, I don't think we're gonna be doing much. I'm just gonna barbecue stuff.
2: What are you gonna barbecue?
0: I don't know. Do
2: you need suggestions? Yeah. Great. What should I barbecue? Who's coming? You and me. Just so I guess... No, you're not having like a ton of people. No, over and it's like, going to be chill. Well, then do whatever you want, man. Honestly, I think you should do something a little unconventional. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but like you should barbecue like, you know, I don't know, like kebabs or something. Like an iguana? Yeah. Just find a lizard in your backyard and stick that guy on there. Okay. Do like... I don't know. Do like kebabs or like... um. Mess with some non-meat stuff.
0: I was going to say, this is your chance to t- get me to not cook meat.
2: Yeah, I mean... I've
0: seen a lot of videos online of people putting watermelons in their smoker.
2: Weirdly, I was about to say watermelons. Like, that's so stupid. Don't no, water- it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, do you have a smoker? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll uh, try that. I don't know. It sounds gross, but... Maybe I'll try a smoke watermelons. very watermelon. caveman. Like, I put this on fire. Yeah, I
0: was thinking about maybe like, you know, trying to like, smoke some water... Um, not watermelon, Pineapple. That sounds better some Right? Because you could put that in a really...
2: Like a smoked pineapple margarita. Oh. Or like... What's margarita? Tequila? Tequila. Use Mezcal. Mm. Like really up that smoke factor. Whoa. Maybe that'd be good. I think that would be good. We could try that. I'll uh, come over just for that. That sounds
0: fun. Do you want to just pretend you work at Argus? Sure. Yeah, I'll wear suspenders. Do it. In the most endearing way. i tell you what I'll be drinking this weekend. Pineapple margaritas with Mezcal. Yes. Great. What else? But from Friday through Monday, the mm. holiday, I got a buddy coming so. up from LA and he's bringing me a case of Ennegrin beer. <laughs> Bring me a case. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bring me a good old case. Uh, of all right, yeah, you know, sure. That old uh, horse. Ennegrin. Uh, what, are you, uh, what are you having? Are you doing some of the light stuff again?
0: I Yeah, it's all going to be light stuff. Uh, and I basically told him to pick me out a case. That's fun. So surprise, I don't know what it's going to be. Who's the friend you mentioned about? Uh, my buddy, JJ. Oh,
1: yeah, he's,
0: JJ. Yeah, he's coming up for the weekend and he goes to Ennegrin all the time. So I think he's bringing a few cases for for random people. So. Sweet, super geeked on that. Never know what I'll get, but I know everything I've had from them's been killer. So uh, come over. We'll make mezcal smoked pineapple want- margaritas. Yeah, that's right. If smoked you're listening, pineapple you're like, you're mezcal
2: like, anagrin anagrin. Why does it sound so familiar? Because you're damn right. We covered it, episode two hundred six, mm-hmm. alongside one night in Miami and wolf walkers yeah and shout out lauren Lindley,
0: friend of the show she actually weeks in a row she ordered a case of ennegrin after our episode and had it delivered to her house that's a real that's a move
2: yeah Yeah, that's a good that's a good move
0: and like i'm just stuck that we're able to turn somebody on to a really awesome dude right like yeah
2: we did their their hot pills
0: in the Willamette matt hot pills yeah so good so good so uh i'll have a couple of cans of that for you bud that'd be great hell yeah all right you got anything else no man, let's go. You got a show at Secret Trail to play. Maybe if uh, if I'm not too sweaty, I'll come out and see you.
2: I told you I wore all black the other night for you. Yeah, I missed it. I bought Converse All Stars just to Shit. match and wear your favorite color. Damn it! But yeah, Friday tonight. See you then. All right. Uh, okay. Thanks as always to Bailey Minardi, without whom this show would not be what it is. All of our supporters on Patreon, we very much appreciate you. I uh, hope you had just a fantastic week. Hope you have a great week coming up. Uh, Shout out to our friends at the handlebar. What else? Anybody else I'm missing? Mm, our wives? Sure. They're pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Our friends, our confidants, our yeah. tailors, our uh, landscapers. Yeah. Um. Shout out Brandon. <laughs> Shout out Brandon. <laughs> that's so rude. Uh, who by the way actually had has moved recently. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if that's the sort of thing we congratulate on air, but I say sure, why not? I why dropped not? off a beer at his house, uh, his his new place. It's See? on the north end of town. What's his address? Yeah. <laughs> um, So shout out. Also, uh, I dropped off. I think it was five or six beers. I can't remember how many people are in that category on Patreon that you get a free beer dropped off on your doorstep. But if you guys uh, enjoyed those or didn't, uh, let us know on Patreon. Yeah, Yeah. reach out. Exactly. Or post them on Instagram and tag us. That'd be great. Um, All right. Without further ado, that's Johnny Summers. That's Max Bernardi. If you drink this Fourth of July weekend, we're in the same room. That's a hot. What? We should because like I'm gonna write this down and look back in a year or two or twenty. And be like, what did we do that week? We were recording in the same room. Yeah, we haven't Let's even say that. We haven't acknowledged it. So we've acknowledged it now.
0: Yeah. All right. This has been great. I've really <laughs> missed recording in the same room as yeah. you. I feel like people are gonna enjoy this episode more than usual. That's Johnny Summers. That's Max Benardi If you drink, don't drive this fourth of July weekend. Nice. Don't be an idiot. Uh, but if you do drink, drink good beer, watch good movies. And most importantly, be good to each other. We hope we hope you you This is is Fresh Hop Hop Cinema.